welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Perlo Podcast, Top 10 List from the South Carolina Low Country. I am your host, Shane, joined tonight by Mathis. I'm Mark Safe. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. And tonight's special guest, Matt from Lake City. Good to be back, Shane. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling me by my legal name. I went, I went crazy. I went professional. I like that. I like that. Thank you. If you've never listened to the show before, uh, what we do here is I give these gentlemen a topic. They take that topic. They create a top 10 list from it. They deliver that top 10 list to me, and we deliver that top 10 list to you on air, and they debate it. Tonight's topic, top bowl games. Top bowl games. It's college football bowl season. So we are giving you a little prep before we go into it. We're not talking individual games. We'll save that for another time. We're talking the bowls themselves. Which ones are the best? Which ones always have the best games, most traditional, etc. Before we get into it, we always go for some city shout outs. First, Columbia, South Carolina, speaking of bowl games, they're going to get one this year. They shouldn't. <laughs> really? Can, yeah. Macon, Georgia. All State 68 loves Macon, Georgia. Hope he enjoys it. For Tons break. of concrete bulldogs in, Ma in Macon, Georgia. Tons of them. The COVID-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new listener from Boardman, Oregon. Shout out to you. Boardman, Oregon? Yeah, it's on the uh, Washington State line near Walla Walla, Washington. I bet it sucks. <laughs> I bet they have a whole basement full of guns. No question. It is nothing but guns and weed. You're not taking my rights, Biden. <laughs> and Your Biden's going to put a chip in us. <laughs> <laughs> and let's shout out back to Thuringia, Germany. Still listening to the Perlo podcast. I don't know if you can understand us, but we enjoy you listening. Thank you. V Gates. V Gates. Yep. Beer Fest is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> that Berlin Wall sure came down, boys. All right. I look terrible in Lederhosen. Just putting that out there. Do they even make Lederhosen that you can wear? I'm not I'm not gonna tell you how I know that. I'm just gonna tell you that <laughs> that picture's out there somewhere. A, a, a custom order was made at one point in the mid two thousands. And Fletcher, you need to find that picture. Our, our our listener from Boardman, Oregon is on it. <laughs> so <laughs> Our news topic tonight, stimulus. We're going to get it. What do we need? When? Hopefully soon. Uh, it's my money and I need it now. <laughs> Somebody needs new tires. No. I just can't believe we can't figure this out, man. Like, just it worked last time. It's saving people. Like, again, you, do, you not, don't pay for anything else. You don't pay for the tax cuts you make. You don't pay for the subsidies. But you know what? Giving money to people. To not die, not doing that, not happening. No, sir. Hey, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. B, did you hear Rand Paul's plan? Did I'm I? sure it's so stupid. It was pretty I've sweet. Not heard it. Instead of giving people checks, he says, just give the old people that survived the waitressing jobs. What? He says, he says that people would be happy to see old surviving people as their waiters and waitresses, and it would make them happy to be with people. I don't want that. 
There, the last thing I want is someone's meemaw breathing into my face as they try to get my order at Cracker Barrel. That is depressing. Well, the third time they drop the plate and you have to wait again, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. This seems like Survivor on, like, a realistic level. Like, hey, man, let's go out where everybody's breathing on you. Let's see if old man-man can make it through the order, through the meal without dying. Like, what are we doing here, man? I'm telling you, it, it is just – it's – so stupid and then the whole idea we're not bailing out the blue states that's because those are the states with the people like i understand that idaho doesn't probably need a bailout because they out cows outnumber people but come on man you can't spend money you don't have and it's all once again it's all domestic spending you want people to spend money give them money people are terrible savers i know because i am one of them and i know what other person in this group is too all right, so I'm telling you, man, the, the, two, the two really big bald guys will spend the money you give us. Just give it to us. Blindly. Oh, no, I only hoard half of it. The rest I just blow on BS. I would like a different stimulus plan. Let's just eliminate student debt. I'm cool with that, too. I did find out, though, I'm excited because I don't have student debt. For those that don't know, I played football and was smart, so I didn't have to do that. But, like, <laughs> Yeah, shout out, self shout out. How you self like shout out. That was drink at home. But um, yeah, like I didn't like I don't have student loans, but honestly, if this if it's four hundred billion dollars, we've spent more on worse stuff. Like, get, let's get this over with. Now I found out they don't need Congress to do it. Biden, now is the time to step up, buddy. Sign the paper. Well, Joe, cut the check. You know what I do get a good laugh at is how mad boomers get when there's even the talk about getting rid of our student loans just because they can't they didn't get theirs done. You know what I mean? Well, well, I feel like my thing is I didn't you know there's a lot of programs I didn't get the benefit of, but we still pay for them. Like sure. I mean, let's be, we're all paying for Social Security. We're never oh, I ain't never gonna see Social yeah, Security exactly. And I, listen, I don't complain that those people get to have their check. I don't care. But you know what? You can help out, especially when college has gone up by 600%. I love it. I paid my student loan. Your student loan was a chicken and two calves. You'll be okay. <laughs> they got to use the barter system, for God's sake. <laughs> out there like it's freaking Alaska Bush people. Come on now. Yeah, wow. yeah I don't worry about student loan. I'll never pay that. As our buddy, as our buddy, as our buddy, our buddy Amandre says, more American than debt. they can get it in blood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Amandre Johnson in that stance. <laughs> Look at Rose. I, Rose, I figure high blood pressure will get me for the student loan does. Oh, I'm a, you were you were talking about Social Security? I'll be gone way before I get to draw that. I'm not sweating that stuff. <laughs> I do like Dre's stance on student loans where he basically becomes like a hardcore libertarian in a compound. He's like, they can come get it if they want <laughs> He's going to be in Ruby Ridge 2.0. Oh, he, he'll be holed up on a barrier island somewhere off the coast of Georgia drinking rainwater and throwing hand grenades at boats. <laughs> <laughs> you like, Fed loan, eat this. <laughs> oh, boys, let's get into it before we let's get do it. All right, here's what we got. We got the top ten bowl games, top ten bowl games but, of course, first, we have notable omissions. The first notable omission, the Sun Bowl. In El Paso? Yep, started in 1935. 
it's it's a brutal game to watch, no matter what conference is affiliated with it. Yeah, and nothing it's at says like 11 good. A.M. Yeah, it's like 11 a.m. on a Saturday after you've been drinking heavily. Nope. Again, 11 a.m. in El Paso means it's like 10 or 9:30 on this side. Last year it was no. That math is wrong, by the way. It well, actually would be late. It'd be later in the afternoon here and earlier there. <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm not on his deal. He doesn't yeah, he's do not anything. a numbers guy. Come on, <laughs> not the one numbers, but his job entrusted with numbers. Last year's game was Arizona State 20, Florida State 14. We had great matchups previous to that of Stanford 14, Pittsburgh 13. Jesus and, Christ. NC State 52, Arizona State 31. I mean, great games. Didn't one end one year? It was like Oregon State versus Sanford, and it was like three to nothing. Was Oregon, the final? Two thousand eight, Oregon State three, Pittsburgh zero. That's it. Awful. There was yeah. the time that Paul Johnson bust out the doo doo blues from back in the Russell days and kicked Lane Kiffin's teeth in. I personally loved that, but it was a bad game to watch. Don't sleep on Russell. Never, never sleep on that mesh. They make a great uniform. It holds up. Next notable omission: the Liberty Bowl. Been around since 1959. I feel like Liberty Bowl is like – I feel like Liberty Bowl is that one that people know. Like, it's it's a bowl if you don't know the big ones. Like, you know all the big ones, and there's like, oh, in the Liberty Bowl. But I couldn't tell you who plays in it or what they – like, I'm, I'm saying – I'm warning you now. I'm going to be terrible tonight because I could give a damn about bowl games. Like, realistically, it's an exhibition that you get paid for. And I know they're a lot of fun for, like, for fans, but – Realistically, like by the time you get to the 47th bowl of the season, I'm not paying attention anymore. The Bahamas.com backslide casino oceanside game, I can't do it. I just, I'm not there. Well, it's, first of all, it's backslash, not backslide. <laughs> Adam, yeah. Adam, do you remember the Liberty Bowl? The only one that should you, you should ever remember? I was there, my Blake, friend. I was Blake there. Mitchell, baby. Blake Mitchell. God bless you. I was there. Kenny McKinley hurled that ball up into the stands near us. We were like, we love you, Kenny, 11 forever. What an awesome game. Didn't it was Corey, a great game. Didn't Corey Boyd coaching. go off that game too? Huh? Didn't Corey Boyd go off that game too? It, it was a total shootout. Yep. Sidney Rice played well. Yep. Kenny McKinley Sydney. played well. Corey Boyd played well. Blake yep. Mitchell played the game of his life. He got I got MVP. robbed that weekend in Memphis. Never forget it. Fun well, fact. that's par for the course in Memphis, baby. Yep. Fun fact, that game – actually originally started in Philadelphia and then moved to Memphis. That's why it's Liberty Bowl. Also, another go. fun fact, on that same weekend we went to that bowl game, we went to the Civil Rights Museum, and my father became convinced that the FBI had something to do with Martin Luther King Jr.'s death. And that was in a previous episode of Conspiracy Theories that it we didn't go over. Was. <laughs> my, my second favorite Liberty Bowl matchup was 2010 on January 2nd when Ryan Mallett, Arkansas, beat East Carolina in overtime 20 to 17. That was a good one. That was so bad. Oh, Ryan Malley. Ryan, Ryan Malley. Has anybody screwed up his professional career as bad as when on hard knocks he refused to go to his meeting? Like they were looking for him. They couldn't find him. Bill O'Brien's like, that dude's not – he didn't show up this morning? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what could I right, guy. The last notable omission, the Independence Bowl. No. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Brad Banks. Brad Banks. If somebody oh, doesn't have the humanitarian bowl on here, I'm a qu I'm quitting the podcast. Oh man, that was a good one. 
I mean, last because year Lu- Louisiana Tech blanked Miami fourteen nothing in the Independence Bowl. How and I watched that? that like a lunatic. I was like, "Oh, there's nothing better on. I guess I'll kick back to this bad boy." Hey, the office is always the answer then. Here, um, <laughs> did, was that Muschamp's first year when they beat Miami 24-21? In the no, that was Spurrier's second to last year. Spurrier's second to last year. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's when dreams are real for the Cox. No, they were dead by then. He had stopped working about eight months before that. Oh, we're going to get in. There might not need to be a whole separate podcast for hard feelings about Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> yeah, legitimately, thank you. Army's going to play in that game this year, but they have not. They have not chosen their opponent yet. So, let's get into it. We have a lot of crossovers tonight. In fact, every single bowl that Adam chose is a crossover with somebody else. That's a first I like to work in pairs. That's a first in Palo and trifectas tonight. Because Ooh. Maddie oh, from Ice City, from Lake City, gets a – list in tonight so let's start it off number 10 for matt from lake city the car quest bowl so carolina yep hey (laughs) we get to make our own list this is my list buddy and you just get into that 95 car quest bowl originally known originally known as the blockbuster bowl yep and it's now known as the cheese it bowl that's the Cheez-It Bowl now? Yeah, the Cheez-It Bowl is now has moved, and it's now – it moved from Arizona to Orlando. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So this bowl was the Blockbuster Bowl from 1990 to 93, the CarQuest Bowl, 94 to 97. I'm assuming that's exactly the time period we're referring to on Matt's list. It was Mike, Mike 100% Ron, 95. Mike, Mike Ron PC Bowl, Florida Tourism Bowl, Mazda Bowl, Champ Sports, Russell Athletic, Camping World, and now the Cheez-It Bowl. Well, they finally picked pick a business that will not fail. I mean, <laughs> that's nice. Tell us why the, why is, why is the CarQuest Bowl number 10. Okay, first off, most importantly, you have the Gamecocks winning a bowl game. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember being, I want to say third grade, maybe fourth. It was special. Okay. You got Steve Tannehill, who had – had the greatest mullet, still has the greatest mullet in the history of college football. Yes. And what else do you need? That's it. I mean, plus Brad's got one bowl game. Come on. Might as well <laughs> just call this one right here and now. Hey, exactly. I remember the car I remember the Car Quest Bowl because that was during the time of the mighty Macedonia Foxes having all these big time players. And Brad Scott was standing in the end zone, which this is blatantly a recruiting violation. He was standing on the goalpost, like with his back to it in the end zone to watch Courtney Brown play. And people had like CarQuest Bowl shirts on and were getting him to sign them during the game. And I was like, man, this is so like, I didn't know this kind of stuff happened. But I do remember that Carolina had won the CarQuest Bowl and everybody was so excited, even though Courtney Brown was never going to go there, like ever in a million years was going to go there. We're all allowed to hope. Last year's last year's Car Quest Bowl was known as the Camping World Bowl, and Notre Dame beat Iowa State thirty-three to nine. Fun mm-hmm. fact: the first bowl game I ever went to was the was this bowl game when it was known as the Russell Athletic Bowl. Miami beat West Virginia thirty-one fourteen. Has Matt Campbell won a bowl game at Iowa State? Great, great question. question. That's a good question. 
Because I was going to – because he's on one of my – one of mine, I was going to talk about one of the games that he – that Iowa State played in. They also lost that one. So, I'm trying to figure how far back, like, has he – I mean, and he's, like, on everybody's number yes. one list to take yes. over a job. He did. He won the Liberty Bowl in 2017. There you go. I think it's that, those regular season dubs that really make him the, the darling of everybody. I agree. He's not a closer. Not by any means. Let's move on. Number 10 on Mathis's list. Is also number nine on Adams, the Gator Bowl, another bowl game I've been to. Uh, our favorite city, B. It's the only one. It's all right. I've only been to one bowl game my whole entire life. Like my family is not. We're just not D one people. That's just not who we are. Like if Furman played in the bowl game, we'd be there. But we're not there for everybody else. So I went with some buddies of mine from Clemson um, when Cullen Harper played Nebraska yeah. in the Gator Bowl. Oh, yeah. And we went down there, and I have never been that hungover in my life. Um, but That's what Jacksonville there, does to you. Hey, the landing at Jacksonville is one of the greatest places to hang out ever. Yes. Um, it was so much fun. And the thing about the Gator Bowl is it's always like the number three team of, two, of the ACC and then somebody else. So, like, it's never – there's no stakes to it. Like, there's not a lot going to happen there as far as the game goes. So you're really just there to just enjoy what's going on. And it's warm. That's what, and Nebraska fans were enjoying not being in the snow and they were living it up. And then Cullen Harper went out there and laid a big old stink bomb right on the field. Nebraska so, 26, Clemson 21. Last year's game, <coughs> Tennessee came back and beat Indiana 23-22. It's usually – We also need to talk about this too. The Gator Bowl is also the site of both Bobby Bowden's last game where they carried him off the field. And it's also the site where Woody Hayes punched a Clemson player. So, anytime Ohio, State, anytime Ohio State gets screwed, I'm all about it. So, there we go. You guys did a lot more research than I did. My, well, I had to because I don't know this stuff. My personal Gator Bowl, why it even made the list, is that we were down in Jacksonville. We were stopping there before we went over to the uh, Outback Bowl, the winter home of the Gamecocks. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and That's right. my buddy's dad was like, I have my uh, my business has all these Outback Bowl tickets, and it's got like these guarantors passes where you go in there and you can drink and eat and everything before the game. So we were like, yeah, we'll go see the, the Gator Bowl. And it was Lamar Jackson's final college game versus Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. It's a great bowl game, but I got a little too rowdy in the crowd and grabbed me one of those uh, Mississippi State bells. Do you know how much fun it is? To yell clanga and ring that thing, <laughs> it is I don't yet, but I will. It is as good a time as you can have. Gamecocks <laughs> missed the boat on not having something that obnoxious. <laughs> oh yeah, they do that stupid rooster crow thing. They do stop. In the that thing's, that thing's <laughs> awesome. Hey, you want to know the worst part about that? Friday at noon, that thing blares through campus, and yep. everybody is hurting. Yep. It's awful. You know that's them testing the emergency system, right? Yeah, yeah. What a terrible time to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's keep moving on. Number eight on Adam. Number eight on Adam's list is also number eight on Matt from Lake City's list. I love this bowl game. It's always a shootout. Yep. A lot of famous people or or college, you know, people that live high in college football lore had great games in this game, the Holiday Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Especially that NCAA game where you could play all the classic games on it. Oh, yes. That's what brought the Holiday Bowl to a lot of kids because there were like three of them on there. They were like, all right, make this miraculous comeback. Yeah, BYU. You're down 30. BYU SMU. BYU plays there every year. 
every year. <laughs> Actually, uh, they have the most appearances with 11. Second is yeah. Texas with five. Hey, low country, I think, tying. I believe Rodney Kinlaw was the MVP of the Holiday Bowl at once, I believe. Oh, low country tying. Rodney mm. Kinlaw from Penn State? No, that no, he was not. They've I don't know. They didn't play in it since the eighties. Check your sources. Yeah, Check your sources. I don't obviously I was wrong. Blair I don't Thomas know what I was. What I really know, Adam, about the Holiday Bowl. My big thing is that's when the world got to meet Ocho Cinco before he was Ocho Cinco. Yeah, and go. he caught he caught a touchdown, went like sixty yards, dropped the ball on the one before he crossed in, and they never caught it. I'll remember that till the day I die. I re- you know what I remember? I remember Texas playing Washington in the Holiday Bowl that one year. 47-43. Major yeah, and they had uh, – Chris Sims was just eating his nuts, just throwing picks left and right. So, they were like, let's put Major Applewhite in there. Yep. He just stormed them back into that game. Major Applewhite was a gunslinger, son. Yeah. They, they, they were like, we got to play Chris Sims. He has all the measurables. And then Major Applewhite would get in and just win a game for him. Yep. That Sims Applewhite thing was a huge deal, like the whole time they were at Texas. Like, because Applewhite would always perform, but they had to put Sims in the game. It was so stupid. Yep. Exactly right. That was early 2000s football right there. Good times, boys. Let's keep rolling. Number eight for Mathis. This is an odd choice, but I respect it. Can't wait to hear his argument. Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> I'll be honest. I picked the Pinstripe Bowl because I think the location's cool. Like I think the idea, I think the idea of playing in Yankee Stadium, like if you're gonna do a bowl, make it as kitschy as possible. Like why not do something like play in Yankee Stadium? Like it's as good a choice as any. It's only I mean, ten years old. Yeah, like, and I'll be honest with you. I said earlier before this started, I don't even know what the tie-ins are. It's always as Adam informed me. It's always Syracuse and somebody. Um, so like it's, I think I believe it's the ACC Big Ten game typically. Yes. Uh, Rutgers, I think, played in it a couple times. But again, it's a thing about a bowl game is don't be generic. Don't play it in some, don't play it in a stadium everybody plays in all the time. You know, play it in somewhere different. So I think Yankee Stadium sounds cool. And again, it's a cold weather game, which football, there's plenty of fat guys on this podcast right now that will tell you it's easier to play football when it's chilly. And Lord knows it's cold in New York in uh, December. So I think it's it's hot. Your blood moves like hummus and it's hard to breathe. Yeah, like it's – I think it's funny. You watch a lot of those guys, though, when they go to Florida to play in those bowl games because it's warm, especially those northern teams come down. And it's – like they ain't been in the heat in a long time. And they got to come down and play, and it's tough for them, man. So, I think it's it, I think it's an interesting game. And if there's 43 bowl games, why not play one in Yankee City? Yeah, well, I was wrong. Rutgers has played in it twice. Last year, Michigan State beat Wake Forest 27-21. The year before that, Wisconsin 35, Miami 3. I feel like that's a Notre Dame game. Does Notre Dame not um, play in that? They've only played in it once, and they beat Rutgers 29-16. How many times has Syracuse played in? Mm, two. They, they're they 2-0 in it. It's their bowl. They own it. Yep. Well, people in New York City love Syracuse basketball, so that would make sense. All right, let's keep going. Number seven on Matt from Lake City's list. Surprise, this was the only list it made because it is a really good bowl game. The Citrus really? Bowl. Really? Okay, first off, Adam, I'm disappointed in you. Uh, I got an argument against it. Going ahead, though. Okay. But I really just put it in here for uh, for Stephen or Sport Spurrier because oh, you can't spell word. citrus without UT, and that always makes me laugh. <laughs> it is a great one. Plus, it's always, you know, it's like 
the SEC number four or five when it when it was around against like the Big East number one, but it was always a smoke show. So you know, why not? Sure, sure. All right, the, Filler. Go ahead, B. Filler. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Citrus Bowl is the former Tangerine Bowl, right? The Citrus no. Bowl. Citrus Bowl is the Citrus Bowl. It used yeah. to be Capital One Bowl for a little while. Yes, Capital yeah. One, Buffalo Wild Wings, Overtons, VRBO, OurHouse.com, CompUSA, and Florida Citrus Growers Association. But it's been the All Citrus right. Bowl. No, no, you're, com- you're combining some bowls there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking at it. I am too. Oh. Oh, those are the sponsors. It, yeah, it was yes. always the it was the Tangerine Bowl, then it was yep. the Florida Citrus Bowl, then Capital One, then Citrus again. Okay, yep. well, my, this story, of course, has, in that case, might be the wrong one, but the Tangerine Bowl didn't make my list, and I feel like the hand needs a shout-out. My father, <laughs> also known as the hand. Uh, the hand of Sauron, yep, that's right. Hey, played at Furman, right? Yeah. And he says, as his version was, is that they were the worst conference, they were the worst team in the worst conference in major college football when he played there in the 70s. Right. The right the winner of the Southern Conference got to play in the Tangerine Bowl and as he put it, got the right to get their butt whipped by Toledo. They used to all try to be second because the idea of making that bowl game to have Toledo come drop seventy on them was that terrifying. That's true. Toledo hammered three SOCON teams in nineteen sixty nine, seventy, and seventy one. That would be Rockets. Hey, and that would be when the hand was at Furman. But just so you guys know, in 1963, 14 days after my father was born, Western Kentucky beat Coast Guard 27-0 in the Tangerine <sighs> Bowl. Days. Presbyterian is 0-1 in the Tangerine Bowl. They lost. Well, the Morgan Tennessee. State beat Westchester in 1966, and I think that was definitely the pinnacle of the bowl right there. Catalba's, First of all, any bowl, any bowl that includes a Presbyterian loss should be a top 10, should be top 10 of all bowls. <laughs> they suck. The bowl really started picking up big in 1973. Miami of Ohio went three times in a row. They beat the, they beat Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina three years in a row. Wow. Jesus. Check on SEC East lineup right there. Heck, yeah. It happens. It happens. That's impressive. Last year's, last year's game was Alabama over Michigan. The year before that was Kentucky over Penn State. The year before that was Notre Dame over LSU. So, it's a pretty good bowl game. It it's always a good matchup, and uh, like Rose was talking about in the '90s, it used to be whoever the S like the SEC East number two that was who got the shot. So that's why it was always like Tennessee or Georgia or somebody yeah. like that. It's a good. It's I mean it's a fine bowl game, and it on paper should be a bigger game and a bigger deal than it is. But it's always like a lot of times it's just a bad game to watch. It gets lost in the shuffle. Which is, <laughs> it's always on at the same time as the Gator Bowl, as the Outback Bowl, yeah. and usually those are better matchups. Yeah, and but it is a part of that sacred time, New Year's Day. I hope we get that New Year's Day. Bowl. Hey, well, but, hey, but Go ahead. I had a real, I had a realization last year though. Remember, it used to be when you were a kid, you could turn on on New Year's Day, you could turn the TV on, and there was twenty something games going on. Yes, like it was every channel had a game going on. Well, I just came to the realization why that will never happen. Again. Disney owns all the bowls, like all of them. Like you cannot – there are no bowl games that Disney does not own. So if ABC or ESPN isn't showing them, they ain't showing – and ESPN and ABC has no business. They're not going to compete against themselves. So realistically, they're not – that's why bowl season has now been extended to like December 1st to January 20th 
is so that we can get every which sucks because kids need to know that time when you used to hit that remote control and watch a play every second. We never yep. watched a commercial. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Well, it's gonna get worse when uh we lose CBS game in the week in three years. I know, yeah, dude. That's getting ready to happen. So yep. let's keep rolling. Doing a great job so far. Adam's number 10. Mathis is number six. Another fantastic bowl game in a fantastic location. The Alamo Bowl. Great city. San Antonio. Ahead, Adam. Top five city in the country. Alamo Bowl has had some consistently great games, some great matchups. It's in a cool stadium, the Alamo Dome. It's usually played right in, like, this sweet spot of, like, all right, we've just watched some stinker bowl games. Now we're finally getting some more competitive ones. Yep. And the TCU-Oregon game alone oh, yeah. Agreed. makes it a top bowl game. Um, Love that. Baylor-Washington. Baylor-Washington. Oh, my God, yeah. yes. With when, they like, when they boycotted defense. Like, defense was not allowed to be in the stadium at that time. Five they were like, boys, who wants to run engage eight in real life, huh? 67 <laughs> to 56 was the final. I, that game ended at like 4 o'clock in the morning because they just kept scoring. It was crazy. I'm going to go watch that one now. <laughs> it was 123 combined points. Nuts, man. Here, I got, I got a trivia question for you guys. Yes, Alamo sir. Bowl. Okay. The one player I always remember that nobody thinks about anymore that played in Alamo Bowl. Michael Bishop, where'd he play? Kansas State. Kansas State. Yep. They were so good. And I thought he was going to win the Heisman Trophy, and then they laid an egg, and it was over. Yep. Hey, a couple years ago, though, because uh, I'm, I'm one of five Washington State fans, or was when Mike Leach was there, Washington State beat, beat Iowa State 28-26 in Alamo Bowl. Oh, there's your Matt Campbell. Great. Yes, yep. Matt that's why I wonder if Matt Campbell's ever won a bowl game. I found out tonight he has, so I feel good about that. Man, there, man Alamo Bowl low-key, always a great shootout. Yes, it is. It, the Holiday Bowl and the Alamo Bowl are great games. They're on They're on typically late at night, post-dinner. You're hanging out at the house. You know, you're in that sweet spot before bed. You ain't got to work the next day. And it's, you know, usually those, those upper to mid, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12 teams, they just go at it, and it's fun. But I do feel like the problem with the Alamo Bowl, though, is that the teams don't – because it's sometimes Pac-12 teams, they don't always come. Like, that stadium of the Washington State game, there, there was nobody in that, in that dome. Like, nobody. Like, they showed, like – the that's one thing about bowl games, too. There are some where the, you can feel the lack of atmosphere on the TV. Yeah. Like, the Bahamas Bowl was usually bad for that, where nobody travels to it. So, it's like 12 people in the stands watching the game. Like, that's always tough. Clemson did that at Boise, too, when they played in Humanitarian Bowl. Oh, Everybody yeah. What a random decision. Yeah. And it snowed. I remember that. It snowed. It was awful. That's almost as bad a decision going to that as it is going to a bowl game after winning two games. <laughs> Listen, you will pay your money and go to watch the Gasparilla Bowl. Adam, no, I will not. Adam will be at that pirate parade. Yeah, the guy at the end of the screen over here, his name? Yeah, he'll go. I'm not going. <laughs> Adam is already punched. No one loves Tampa like Adam. So he Tampa. will be there. I missed all of that. My internet went out. That's what makes <laughs> I could see y'all's faces, but I couldn't hear anything. We were just dragging on you because you, you, you're you the traveling bowl game guy for the, for the Gamecocks, and we all know that you're going to be in Tampa at the Gasparilla Bowl. You will be – 
waving that pirate sword. You want to put some money on it? You want to put some money on it? I will tell you, if you've never heard Adam Gamble's rant against the belt bowl, Carolina's belt bowl performance, you have not seen Shakespeare done the right. We're not going to talk about the belt. Oh my God, dude! That was when I knew. I was when I knew we'll never be good. All right. That was when I just accepted it. That was the one that broke me. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. It's just, it's just this game. Nobody cares. All right, now we're moving into the major, major bowl games. The first one, surprises, not a little higher compared to some of the other ones above it. But it's a great, great football game, and it's, someone's got to be number six for Matt, number seven for Mathis, and number six for Adam. The Cotton Bowl. It's a legendary game, but a lot of the time the matchup stinks. Yeah, let me lead off here because mine's real short. I pretty much just said it's the Big 12. Who cares? I don't watch this game. Yeah, my thing – I mean, I know it's supposed to be because it made the New Year's six and all that stuff. But I really, my favorite part about it is it's really good in the Express. That's a good movie, and they play in the Cotton Bowl in it. And that's really what I know about the Cotton Bowl. Like, it's, I'm like, you, I looked at the scores when I was researching it. It's typically like a blowout. Like, it's not it's a good game. Clo- never, like, never, never really that good of a Wisconsin, matchup. Western Michigan was a real good game. Um, uh, that's about yeah, all I see? got. Because <laughs> hey, it's that boring. Which brings to the question of – we talked about this before we got on. Why in bowl games don't we get the dream matchup? Like, why don't we get, like, a Coastal versus a Big 12 – like, a third-place Big 12 team? Like, where's that matchup at? Which is what fans want – I want to – listen, we all want to see the little guy play the big guy and see what happens. Like, how many times you want to watch Tennessee and Oklahoma State battle it out? Come on, man. Like, it's enough. Zero times. Now, yeah. the last the last decent Cotton Bowl was that – uh, what was it, 2015 Michigan State-Baylor shootout? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Is that when Sean yeah. Oakman was still at Baylor? That yeah. was when Sean Oakman was yeah. not – yeah, no, he was there. Yeah. Was that when the Oakman meme started? It was like Sean Oakman was That was the Oakman meme friend? started. Yep. This is yep. also the game where Miami versus Texas, and Miami did all that stuff on the uh, on the uh, U30 for 30. That is that correct. That is also the game – in 05 or like 06, Bama beat Texas Tech and they had a 10 win season under Mike Shula and everybody was like, Bama is back. And then the next year they just got their train wrecked. And they were like, Yeah, we got to get rid of Mike Shula. <laughs> hey, he, la- he lasted longer than Mike Price. Well, yeah, Mike Price did. didn't make it out of Destin, you know, and some of us have, you know, Destin has ruined many a man. <laughs> last year was last year was fun. Penn State, Memphis. That was high scoring, but, you know, you never, you, you never want to be the, uh, major conference school and get matched up with the lower lower conference school because it's a no win situation. Yeah, so I will probably, tell you that probably don't the see idea that. The, the idea of the Cotton Bowl though, now they're playing they're playing that at Jerry's World now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's I will say this: that stadium looks awesome. Like on television, it looks like I like to see when punters in pregame try to hit the screen, like because it's so huge. Like I think that's always fun at NFL games. Um, I imagine it'd be fun to play in, but I just Here's a question. What's attended more, a Cotton Bowl with Memphis or a um, 6A state title game for Texas? 6A Texas. 6A Texas, I'm sure. There you go. Jerry's World doing it again. All right, we got to take a break. It's that time. We're running on it. We got to let Anchor give you all a word on how we do our podcasts.
Welcome back to the Perlo Podcast. We know our buddy Dre with Short Stories in Black History is getting restarted here soon, so we'll let you know when you can check him out. Uh, make sure you rate us five stars. The more stars we get, the more listeners we get, and the more content and quality we can provide you at home. Let's keep rolling along. Number nine on Matt's list, number nine on Mathis's list, but it's number four on Adam's. The Outback Bowl, coconut shrimp versus Bloomin' Onion. Team Bloomin' Onion all the way. Correct. Yeah. Go ahead, B. Why do you love it so much? I just love the fact that it felt like Carolina was there for, like, every single – It's our winner home. Four times. <laughs> like, and I will say this, I'm not even – I'm not a Carolina fan. Anybody knows me knows oh, I'm not we a know. Carolina fan. We're, 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 there's one thing you know from this podcast is that you don't care much for the chickens. Yeah, but I did love that that Brewer guy just went off on Ohio State after they let – after they did not recruit him – Yes. And he saved up all his performances. Like, hey, I'm gonna make my make my deal here against them and just go off yep. in the outback bowl. I yeah. mean, it was awesome. Iowa and Michigan are tied for the most appearances with six, then South Carolina with five. Five, yep. I thought it was four. They lost four and one in the game. A lot of us have blocked out that Iowa Carolina game. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about Iowa. I was there. I was 18. It was hot. I was wearing jeans, and Sean Green ran yes, us. Sean Green. Why are you wearing Ugh. jeans? I don't know. It was all I had in my bag. And when you're, you know, 18, 19, and you're, you know, processing on a night out in Tampa, you're, you're not thinking clearly. No, I don't own a pair of jeans. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> hey, and and just a shout out to the game in general. Tampa Stadium is really cool. Like, oh, that's that a really awesome. cool place to play football. Like, it really is. I always thought the Outback Bowl – I had to correct myself when I was doing my research. I thought the Outback Bowl was where Florida State knocked out Marcus Lattimore to win – like, uh, nope. that nope. that's coming nope. up later. Nope. Um, Not going to talk about that later. Nope. <laughs> I am going to talk about that. <laughs> nope. Fun fact. Fun fact <laughs> for Mathis. Syracuse has played in this bowl game twice and is undefeated. Well, <laughs> his favorite team, his Syracuse Orange. They beat LSU <laughs> and Ohio State in the early 90s. I love the Ohio State. He's cracking L's there. <laughs> was the Outback, the Outback Bowl was the clowny hit, right? Wasn't that an Outback Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. God, how many times – I will say this. How many times did Carolina fans have that playing on the loop every It was time? a lot, and I was there in person for it, and I Chris Farley picked up a stranger, like full on, like, I wish we'd known each other better <laughs> during that moment. Uh, My favorite part of that was everybody goes, look how – I remember the commentator. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure it was Brad Nestler or somebody. It was Tariko. It was Tariko. Yep. Tariko and yeah. Gruden. Tariko and Gruden. Man, look at him shed this block. They didn't block it. Like, nah, he homie, got a free yeah, shot. Uh-huh. Homie no. whiffed that down block, and his teammate <laughs> paid for it. Here, yeah. I'll give you um, – there's another podcast I listen to all the time. I'm not going to give anybody free shout-outs. So I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> But the left tackle for Michigan, it's his podcast. And he talks about it all the time. He says, it's a tight end called a tray. And he, he said, nope. And he called a deuce, and he went to the deuce. <laughs> he hung that kid out to dry. Oh. oh, man. Well, you know, looking at last year was a great game. Minnesota beat uh, Gus Bus. Gus Bus is really living it up right now, $21.5 yeah, million. They got to pay him 10 in the next 30 days. That's amazing. Before that, we had 
Iowa over Mississippi State, another great game. All one-score games. South Carolina over Michigan. Now, Florida over Iowa before that, Tennessee over Northwestern, those were bad. But other than that, they're one-score games every year. It's usually a great, great football game. I always feel like the Outback Bowl, though, is always like the 3 o'clock game on New Year, on like New Year's. 11 a.m., New Year's Day. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a, it's always an early one. It's always a good one because it's one before yes. I really get into it, and then like it's yep. always a good game. Like yep. it's I never feel like it's a huge blowout, which is always good. Come to bowl games sometimes. Let's be real, boys. It can be like I'm not watching somebody get beat by sixty. Like I'm no, not. Like watching Paul Johnson's final bowl game was miserable. He got mollywop. Uh, I got a I've got a note on my list here to talk about one like that in a little bit that is special to me. But other than that, I'm with you. I'm turning over time. <laughs> I think I know the one. You do. It's, the better it's, question is, is what bowl game will Barry Alvarez find a way to work his way into coaching this year? What's the only <laughs> one he hasn't coached in? That's the bigger I question. Like, I feel like that's a Wisconsin thing, which is they fire their coach and Barry Alvarez gets half a million dollars to go coach a game where he doesn't actually know the play call. Oh, it's cheesy at bowl this year. He's yeah. never been there. <laughs> All right, let's keep rolling. Number five on Matt's list, number three on Mathis's, and also number three on Adams. The Peach Bowl. Hopefully that's where Coastal goes this year. When this was the New Year's Eve game, oh, was this perfect. was the bowl. Yep. It was perfect. That night game? Mm-hmm. That was the one where Marcus Lattimore got knocked out, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he got he about bit through his tongue. I was sitting right there with my dad, and my dad is always like, Gamecock's always got a chance. And then Greg Reed laid that smack on Marcus Lattimore. He goes, I think we're pretty much done in this game. And who picked up that ball? Someone from Timberland? Dakota Watson. <laughs> South okay. Aiken. Yep, from South Aiken. Oh, wow. Because he picked it up and he threw the deuces up. And my brother, who's a huge Florida State fan, started yelling, he's out. Like uh, Lattimore was laying there, he's out. It's over. He's out. He's, and he was. He was out cold on the field. Yeah, and then Spurrier decided he's like, I, I'm just – I'm not going to run the ball again today. <laughs> and my buddy was a GA for the team at the time, and he, all the coaches apparently during the game were like, Coach, for the love of God, run the ball. <laughs> and he's like, it's not happening. You got to sling that thing deep. <laughs> also, the Peach Bowl was the site of UCF beating Auburn. Yeah, that was a good one too. And for the, for and the undefeated year. Tom Herman beating Florida State. Beating Tom Herman beating Florida State. Yeah. That I just remember UCF, I remember UCF winning because I really got – like, I like – watching UCF that year was fun because they had the Griffin kid, and he was – I'll tell you, nobody plays harder than Griffin. There's no that, – that dude like – it's all about him holding it one hand. And all, bump that. He just plays so hard. And he absolutely rolled Auburn that day. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. However – boys the best peach bowl was 2013 johnny football versus duke oh what was that like 55 to 52 yeah. 52 48 yeah that was last score one last one with the ball yeah. won that one didn't it yep that was God, an that amazing was football too. game that was so I'll much fun. Say, i'll say it once i'll say it again cut david cutcliffe can coach football yes he yeah can. but he's never why not ever hire a defensive coordinator he doesn't believe in it Never. It ain't about that. It's about throwing that ball. Well, they do that. They do that. I'll give it to him. He's consistent. And he's winning it, Duke. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Duke. Like, let's be real. Other than Corona, COVID got him this year. I think they only won two games. 
Yeah. COVID's got a, bro, COVID's got a lot of people. Yeah, that's it right. It's taking a lot of people down. That's right. 300,000 Americans, in fact. Wuhan flu don't care. Let's Except keep Coastal Carolina, who is battling through it like a champ. Yes, they are. Myrtle when Beach. You, when you live that Myrtle, close baby. to Myrtle Beach, nothing's going to hurt you. Yeah. Oh, your immune system's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's go on to Matt's number three. Mathis is number four. And somehow it's number seven for Adam. And that's hmm. the Orange Bowl. All right. I'm going to say two things, Adam, and then y'all can take it. But you talk about not wanting to watch just a bad game where somebody's just getting toe drug and curb stomped the whole night. Well, West Virginia hanging 73 points. Yeah, I saw this coming. On people from the upstate. <laughs> it was one of the greatest football nights of my life, and I had nothing to do with it. It was a miracle. <laughs> I think about it at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> the Orange Bowl, I was think, is cool because of this. I think even, the thing that makes me laugh about the Orange Bowl is they always – the team that they know is going – because, you know, typically you know ahead of time, especially when it's the ACC champion all the time. I always thought it was cool that they always throw oranges that last game. Like, they throw oranges on the That field. used to be a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. thought that was cool. Um, also, the location, there's a lot worse places to spend early January yeah. than Miami. I, I, guess, I mean, yeah. And, and there's been some great games. I believe uh, Clemson beat Ohio State in 14 there. Um you know, 40 to 35, yep. Yeah, Nebraska-Miami. Remember the uh, national championship game? 31-30. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, like, wasn't that the game where they said they could – Miami couldn't uh, do run through the smoke and they got – uh, Yeah, he grabbed the yeah, fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah they the did it anyway. And did it. Yeah. You know what book that's referencing, B, don't you? Bruce Feldman's The You. <laughs> I'm sure, no, I believe it's the Kane Mutiny is what it is. <laughs> that's it, yeah, Kane Mutiny. I can't even get if my own – if you drink. haven't read it, you have to take a drink and then go find it on Amazon and pay the $3. <laughs> <Came with me. laughs> here's, here's the reason why I put it lower. There was a decent period of time where that bowl was full of just some freaking stinker games of just terrible matchups. Here's one for you. Here's a better question. Florida State 31, Northern Illinois 10. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Stanford 40, Virginia Tech 12, Iowa 24, Georgia what, Tech 14. One, a, a fond memory of my childhood was the 1996 game because it was New Year's Eve. And I remember being at like a New Year's Eve thing, and, and Nebraska was on, and they were good. And they were playing Virginia Tech, who was good. So I'm glad that game's back on New Year's Eve. I feel like that's where it belongs. Yeah. Here's a better – here's a real question, though. Was Brett Romberg ever a part of the Orange Bowl? You know that Brett Romberg played him some Orange Birds. Let me tell you something. That guy made the Orange Bowl. If only only he was a good center. Uh, For those those who just kept up to the furlough podcast, uh, our good friend Matt from Lake City, used we did the best college football players of the CFP era. And uh, we got a long list of the reasons we were wrong. And the major one was that Brett Romberg was not on our list. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Try and be good up try, – try and be successful bad up front. Who's to start with? Argument over. Just so we're clear and, and we have some his, history of the Perlo podcast, we are – this is the 35th total episode and – um, just about one year ago, around this time, is when the idea of the podcast came up as a joke. And the next thing you know, early February, boom, we're doing the Perlow podcast. So we're coming up on our one-year mark. 
So we'll you finally get to be an actual member of the Low Country this time too. <laughs> oh yes! Congrats. Thank you so much for that, Rhodes. Thank you. I meant well, to say it earlier, and I totally blanked out. <laughs> Let's keep going. Number two on Matt's list. Number five on Mathis's list, and number two on Adams. The Sugar Bowl. Great football game. My favorite Sugar Bowl is the uh, Georgia 41, Hawaii 10. That was a fun one. Hawaii remember, that was when Colt, that's when Colt Brennan was supposed to show up and, like, Hawaii was going to show us how to score points in the, in the south. And Georgia went out, and Marcus Howard, another little hand hand. guy, went out. And, by the way, I know that because I failed to block him my uh, senior year. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he just railed him. Like, it was I, – I think – Colt Brennan at night like sees that jer jersey just coming at him and has like PTSD. Like it's terrible. Like, Colt Brennan why he got time. drafted. Colt Brennan oh, got him drafted. Yeah. It I mean it was so bad. And it was like and thing was that was supposed to be their big showcase because remember Hawaii that year was supposed to be that deal. And they didn't belong there. That was not good for them. Jim Jones, right? Yep. Jim yep. running. I know things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the game's usually not good if you look at it. Like, the last really good one was you had Texas-Georgia, which was just okay. I feel like that game was not as close as the score says. No. Um, the Alabama-Ohio State college yeah. football playoff Sugar Bowl was a good that was, one. And that was the first college football playoff game. Yeah. It was year was one. Um, you know, just looking back, Louisville-Florida was good. Louisville-Florida, when Louisville upset them, that was a good game. That was uh, the the LSU-Oklahoma national title game in 03 was a good one. Wasn't the Texas-Georgia game the one where Georgia fans tried to say it was because they were upset they weren't in the playoff and that's yep. why they didn't play well? Yeah, it's the same excuse Alabama fans used when Utah beat them yep. in the Bowl. Fighting Alex Smith. Yep. yep. That's going to come up later, by the way. <laughs> All right, now we're going to have a debate. We're going to have a debate Finally. here. All right. The number one for Mathis is the Fiesta Bowl which is number four on Matt's and number five on Adam's. And the number one for Adam and Matt and number two for Mathis is the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Mathis, why is the Fiesta Bowl better than the Rose Bowl? Because it's the giant killer bowl. Like, that, the, one it, of the greatest games – I got to give one of, the, one of the greatest one, games I've ever watched in my life is Boise beating Oklahoma. Like, yeah. that game, I never remember jumping out off my couch – before like that yeah. th that hook and ladder are you serious right now and then you come back with the old then you do three three plays in a row so it's hook and ladder followed by the old halfback pass followed by the statue of freaking liberty are you and let's be real we've all done it we've all done the old fake with the arm pull it behind the back and then the dude goes and proposes to his girlfriend after he wins the game like everything about that game is awesome and then I believe the Fiesta is also where Utah smacked Alabama. Um, that would be the Sugar Bowl. That was Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. We just right. talked about it. Yep. I felt but so good about that Alex, too. Maybe I'm Alex. Wrong. Alex Smith did win a win, win a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it's the worst Pittsburgh team to ever play in a freaking bowl. Yeah, yeah they beat Pitt thirty-five-seven. Either way. Yeah. Also, another thing about Fiesta Bowl I love was when it was the national championship back in the I think it was BCS era. Florida State had shirts and they showed it for the thing and it said desire to the desert and i thought that was a really cool thing back in the day and but it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, by Tennessee. Exactly. but it's still cool 
Also, it's only, what, five hours from Vegas. Not a terrible place to go. Um, and the Rose Bowl's cool. I still say the national championship game at the Rose Bowl was awesome when Vince Young. But Fiesta, again, that game, State game is a great is a what my favorite game my favorite game I've ever watched, and so that's Penn, why I picked the Fiesta. Penn State seven zero in the Fiesta Bowl. Don't don't no, take don't take all of the points out of these two games. You leave leave us nothing. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, I was just going to talk about Vince Young, and I mean, I feel no. Like please, the, the anytime Bowl, his name comes up, Matt, you talk about him. The Rose Bowl is number one. There is no question about that. There should not. There is. There is not. Hell, just that Oklahoma Georgia game from a couple of years ago was yeah. one of the best bowls I've yeah. ever seen. And, and I also knew that Adam was going to go Rose Bowl. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Like, there was no doubt about it. It's kind of like when he went Cam Newton a couple of times ago for, like, greatest SEC quarterbacks. And we all knew it was Danny Werfel. But it's okay. It's all good. Yeah, I'm going to pick the I'm gonna pick the young life leader with the rubbery knees to go, you know, the best quarterback. He's Mr. Two-Bits, man. He's I mean, Mr. Two-Bits. Last year, Oregon beat Wisconsin by one. The year before yeah. that, Ohio State beat Washington by five. Georgia Oklahoma overtime game, uh, USC Penn State the fifty two forty nine. That was a good one. Amazing game. I mean, we could go on and on about the great Rose Bowls. Michigan State Stanford twenty four twenty. Stanford Wisconsin twenty fourteen. I mean, just every year was a great game. TCU beating Wisconsin. I mean, just on and on and on. They're all great football games. Obviously, the greatest college football game ever played of USC Texas, Vince Young. Sean, none of that matters. You're leaving out the biggest part. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Yeah, Keith Jackson. Nothing else needs to be said about it. Yep. That's it. I will say this. There there has never been a better announcer in any sport. Ever. 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 Ben Scully, not even close. I'm saying Keith Jackson, there ain't no doubt. There ain't a a voice and any other thing that you can relate to what you're about to watch. Nance at the Masters on Sunday can suck it. Keith Jackson is king. My favorite Keith Jackson quote ever, though, is when he's talking – have you ever watched uh, the Trojan War about that game? When they talk – when Keith Jackson says about Vince Young, he proceeded to put on the finest display of playing quarterback I have ever seen. That's saying something right there. I was like – and but the way and to put it that way, like once again, that voice, Keith Jackson, there's you're absolutely right. Like that, that part of the Rose Bowl is amazing. Now, the fact it's in Pasadena, eh, whatever, but but yeah, they played at the perfect time of day. You can see the sun go down on what the San Gabriel Mountains. I mean, it's everything about it's perfect. They put everybody from one team on one side, every team, everybody from the other team on the other side, so it's perfectly. Divided in half by color. I mean, it's everything about that game is amazing. That's, that's a bucket list event for sure. Did the two? You know, one that everybody sleeps on. Washington State, Michigan. Oh, Ryan Leaf. Oh yeah, that was a yes. great football game. Brian Greasy outplays Ryan Leaf, and that yes. game was awesome. First of all, that, that one's also great because that's when they tried to get Ryan Leaf to just go ahead and announce he was going to the draft. And he spent the whole post game trying to like sidestep it, like he wasn't going to leave. Like, let's be real, Ryan Leaf did not want to stay in college. Let's be honest. Like, come yeah. on now. Yeah. And but, the year, be- year before, Ohio State beat Jake Plummer. At Air- Jake at Arizona- Yeah, and Arizona State was number two with a ch- you know a chance to win the title. So, just awesome, awesome football. Um, the granddaddy of them all. There's no other way to describe it. It is the game of games. It's the one we all look forward to. Every year, 
This year it's going to be a little different, but we still look forward to it, and it's part of the college football playoff. So let's wrap it up. Matt and Adam had the Rose Bowl as number one. Mathis had the Fiesta Bowl number one. And the most notable omission is the let's go Bronze Derby Bowl, Newberry Presbyterian. <laughs> but you know what? Let's let's go on ahead and just talk. Let, let's go ahead and talk through that one. I'd love would, to hear your I feeling. Say, I would say it's the barbecuestars.com bowl. First of all, uh, I'm gonna I'm tell gonna you, this, hey, you say bowl. what you want to about the Bronze Derby Bowl. It's one it's like I think it's the oldest robbery in the state of South Carolina, I believe. Um Presbyterian Newberry is not played anymore because Presbyterian wanted to go make no money playing in Division One for some reason. Tell and now them. they're yeah, just absolutely because they're stupid and because that's just who they are. But my favorite memory ever was only beat them one time. We beat them on the last second. We ran a we ran a cut protection road. You'll love this. Cut everybody down and ran the inside slant with the receiver. Scored there with zero seconds left, and people, old men were jumping off the stadium, like because it's like a bowl. They're jumping mm -hmm. off a ten foot deal down to the bottom. People are like breaking hips just so they can get down to spike the uh, Newberry flag in the middle of the stadium. It was awesome. It was can't amazing. beat old fashioned hate. The Atwater ran out of the crowd and hugged her. <laughs> oh yeah! First of all, he ate. He had it. The, the other thing was we did not go. We did not warm up at the stadium because we didn't want to have to see them do their stupid Braveheart thing before the game, where they play that idiotic Mel Gibson scene, which is awesome unless you went to Newberry, in which case yeah. it sucks. Exactly. Um. We warmed up at Clinton High School in a completely barren stadium, and we showed up five minutes for game time, walked out, shake hands, and let's get this on. Real, real quick sidebar on this, all right? Every coach I've ever talked to where they tell a story where it, the story ends, and then we showed up right before kickoff and we played really well and we won, doesn't that make you everybody think maybe we should stop spending so much time warming up before the game? I think about that every week. Do you? Hey, like, yes. Warm-ups are the biggest – first of all, it's – if you've ever wondered what rich – like, take take rituals, like war rituals before, like, battles and equate it to modern times, that's all you're doing in football. Because let's be real, how many one, two, three jumping jacks do you have to do to be prepared to play football? Precisely like, seven. Yeah, it yeah, takes seven jumping jacks to be ready. At the age of 15, it takes none. None. And, and – and then we do that – and then they do that stupid thing where they pat their uh, hip pads or their thigh pads the whole time to do the beat. Uh, Y'all yeah, might, do that. might not have done that in Skiza, but we did it when I was in a 2A at Timberland. No, we have help that does that for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's – the whole idea of, like, you go out there and, like, when I, was, when I played in high school, we almost had, like, a full-scale practice. We were out there for an hour before. Well, I got to be honest, based on who coached you, I'm not really surprised about that. Yeah, not shocked at all by that. Yeah, no, no surprises. Yeah, that's real physiologically sound right there to go out there and beat on yourself before you go out and basically get in a car wreck. That's oh, that's, that's like back in the day, bulling the ring before pre, like as part of our pregame warm up. Yeah, that's like Kane Bay 2014. I'm not yes, yes, yes. Yep. As a head, yes. as a head coach, I did bull in the. We did bull in the ring when I was uh, before pregame. We told the live five guy he couldn't film it, um, yeah. and then that's also when I watched the coach dislocate his shoulder because our starting linebacker ran. We always had like one coach run through there, and he used to always go left. So the linebacker also went left and received dislocated shoulder. Had to put his arm in a sling to signal the night before. <laughs> Co young young coaches, if you're listening, you can't play anymore. Don't try to hit people with pads on. 
it Don't leads to bad things. Yep, one thousand percent yes. <laughs> uh, quick question: What is the uh, UVA Wise versus um, Newberry Bowl now called? The blowout bowl. <laughs> Nobody is more alerted to offense than UVA wise. I've never, I have never seen a team who would basically trip over the goal line. Like it's amazing. Like they scored against Newberry. They actually were up seven to nothing on Newberry, and you'd have thought they won the Super Bowl. And then they proceeded to never cross the fifty the rest of the night. It was so exciting. I fell asleep in the bleachers. <laughs> Well, see, see, I'll say this, Rhodes. You didn't get to see high-powered Newberry offense. Like, you're seeing a lot of tunnel screen offense at Newberry. Yeah, it was like deep, watching paint dry. Yeah. You didn't get to see a lot of, like, deep ball Newberry offense, which is really impressive. When we well, guys, that. you got to understand, the current Newberry offensive plan is to lull them into a false sense of security with two years of tunnel screens and trap, and then that's when you explode out. Well, time your Zimmerman's going to grow on trees. It's yeah. the long con, boys. There's a lot of Rob Spence in our current offensive system. There, the Rob Spence system. Speaking of Rob Spence, we're going to take some time off next week for not only Christmas, but Adam's honeymoon. So uh, wish Adam congrats on Twitter at Perlo underscore podcast or wish him congrats at Perlo podcast at gmail.com. The Colonel and Mrs. Colonel will finally tie the knot. There I love how we're going to take time off for his honeymoon when he can't go anywhere. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm literally going back to work on Monday. He's going to the Gasparilla Bowl. You talk about. No, let's put money on it. If I go to the Gasparilla Bowl, let's put some money down. I think you might actually go. Hey, hey, if your dad says you're going, by God, no. you're going. Yeah, you're I'm not, taking those it, odds. It, it's hard it, when he has the free tickets. It, it is hard to say no to free yeah. tickets. And what's going to happen is his brother boy is going to be like, Adam, let's go. And he's like, ah, uh, uh, gosh. Brother, listen, my younger brother is a good time. He's a fun kid. Yes, he is. That's true. And then he'll, get, then he'll, get, there. Then he'll get there and we'll get this text that's going to be four pages long that consists of him complaining about why he went to watch them lose. <laughs> and that, I mean, get real, they've won two games all year. What did you expect them to do? No, no, I, I, I seriously, if I go to this thing, I will give each of you, I will Venmo, I want to put this on the record. If I go to that Gasparilla Bowl, I will Venmo you each $20. <laughs> all right, guys, Warzone update before we cut out. Oh, it's bad. Uh, it's bad. First of all, speaking of taking the L, uh, the colonel is at zero right now. I cannot <laughs> win in any facet of my life right now. It's not looking good. Uh, Sean is at three, and I am at four. Um, so I, the world is, you know, it's not totally in right now, but it's moving that direction. Um, once again, if we could just get Matt from Lake City to join. We would even have nope. more fun. No, nope. Matt, on this, dude. Nope. Well, he's got to go win basketball championships. So I mean, all, I all state, all state, sixty-eight said he wants to play soon. So we need to hold him to it. We had to bring up basketball. <laughs> hey, Matt, thank you for uh, thanks for coming on tonight. You did a great yeah, job. appreciate it. Hey, it I appreciate y'all having me. Everybody in the world that's listening to this, stay positive, test negative, and we'll uh, get with you guys closer to the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Look out for the tie cast. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. <laughs>